Hello, and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam, your host. I'm really excited that you are here today. This is going to be like one of our OG Full Out Podcast episodes where I am giving you a life update with all of the wild lessons that have been coming to light for me over the last four months. So if you're an OG listener, hi, love. I'm so glad that you're here. And if you are a new listener, we're going to get down and dirty and personal today. So thank you for being here. And I'm really excited for whatever wisdom and insight comes through for you that is going to support you in stepping forward in your life in a way that has you claiming your power, has you claiming what you desire and really taking action on it. I have been reflecting and the summer has always been a massive portal for me. And this is one quick thing that I have started shifting instead of like this breakdown or instead of this challenging time, I've started shifting anything like that into a portal. So this summer has been a portal. It's been an initiation and even just shifting the languaging from I've been in a lot of fucking breakdowns or I've had a lot of really tough challenges or I've been crying my face off and healing a lot of things, starting to shift the energy from that out of challenge and hardship and like heavy energy into this is a portal. This is an initiation. This is an invitation to deepen and expand really changes the feeling behind it. So if you are going through a challenge right now, I invite you into shifting into the languaging of I am in this new initiation. I'm in this new portal. I'm in this invitation because it really truly does give you your power back. And what I have learned is that the summer tends to be a very big portal for me. Uh, Nine years ago, I competed in my first and only bikini fitness competition, and that was the spark for tons of learning and healing and growth. And I'm sure you can listen to old podcasts about that. If you have any questions, of course, DM me because you know I love talking to you about all the things. Um, so nine years ago, I competed in a fitness competition and that really shook a lot of things up in my world. And then six years ago, was it six years ago? I believe it was six. I initiated and left, uh, my marriage. I initiated a divorce. I, I started the separation and I, I chose myself two years ago. I was in the portal of choosing my health and deciding that if my company would not honor my health choices that I got to choose. Do I want to succumb and follow their rules in order to keep my career that I absolutely loved? Or did I want to choose myself? And the portal of choosing myself has really happened a lot over the summer. So fitness competition, initiating the divorce and and separation, really stepping strongly forward in my faith and in my higher self and in my commitment to who I'm here to be and the growth that I'm supposed to experience. The summer has been fucking big. Okay. Can we just say that? And so this summer, it's been really interesting because yet again, I have found myself in deep, deep initiations, deep, deep work in almost every area of my life. And so I wanted to share with you some of the things that I've been working through, learning through, moving through, and what's come of it. Um, Because I think that it's really important to see other women in their challenges and in their growth and in their expansion, because I believe that it gives us all permission to be where we are. And it also gives us permission to keep going, to keep going after what it is we desire. So 
the summer is a massive portal for me. And I was really trying to figure out, is this something that's like coded into my DNA? Like, is this just natural because it's the three months leading up to my birthday in astrology? Uh, one of my astro astrology teachers, uh, Michael Mayo, who's now like an incredible medium and amazing human. He, I remember him telling me years ago that you start to feel the shifts into your new birth year and the new astrology of that year about three months before. So there's this three month haze going into <clears throat> transition time, not a haze transition time going into your birthday. And so my birthday is in October. And so is it possible that in July and August, I start to feel the shift moving into my next birth year, maybe, or my other thought is, is it just something coded into my DNA or is this a limiting belief that the summers are going to be fucking challenging and I'm going to figure things out during that time? I don't actually know, but I'm going to choose the empowering choice that these initiations happen because my higher self knows that I am ready for the next thing. It knows that I am ready for this shedding, this release of anything that's not serving me so I can step into my next birth year on fire and ready to fucking rock and roll. So things have been really good in my life, right? I got engaged in April in Paris, which was absolutely amazing. I've been so excited and lit up about what's happening in the full out world, the coaching programs, my one-on-one -on -one clients. So I was like, I'm coasting. Things feel really good. And then things shifted. And it really started when we got back from Paris. So I'm going to look at a couple different lenses of things that I've been working through. And one is my relationship. And I would be lying if I told you that everything was rainbows and butterflies and fairy tales. Getting engaged again brought up so much for me around my former self, that version of me over 10 years ago, 12 years ago, who got married and knew she wasn't being in alignment with her truth. And so I had an extra layer of grief that I had no idea was inside of me. And I really got to take some time to love that version of me, to honor that version of me who was doing the best she could with the information she had, with the tools she had at the time. And I have a lot of clients who get really caught up and really upset with where they are, past choices that they've made. And I think the invitation here is really being able to love that version of ourselves and trust that if that situation came up again, that we would have the knowledge, the wisdom, and the tools to make a different choice. And so... I am really clear right now with where my intuition is, how I get to listen to her. And if that situation with my ex ever came back into my life, it wouldn't because I'm in a different frequency and I wouldn't attract the same things. But if I was presented with that, I know without a shadow of a doubt, a hundred thousand percent in my core that I would make different choices. And so there was another layer of grief, of forgiveness for myself, of forgiveness for my ex, of really just honoring that chapter in my life. So that sparked something big there. There was also some conversation in my head of like, okay, well, what is it like to be engaged in your late thirties and your second marriage? Do people still celebrate you the same? Does anyone care? Can I care? Can I be excited? What's actually important to me? And so there was a lot of self-reflection here that was really juicy, really yummy, really potent, really big. And then if we fast forward, I'm not going to go into the details right now. I think at some point we're going to share, but Carlos and I have been moving through some things and Venus was in retrograde this summer, meaning a lot of our 
love and relationships were under the microscope. They were under the fire. And of course, it's wild timing that this is, you know, a couple months after we get engaged. And there were things that both of us needed to communicate that we hadn't fully communicated yet. And for any woman that is in relationship that has feelings or thoughts that you are desiring to say to your partner, but it's never the right time, or it never quite feels like you want to go there. My invitation to you is to go there because the only way that your partner can give you what you desire is if you are willing to be 1000% real, raw, and honest about what it is you need. And then it's up to them to say, yes, I can give that to you, or no, I can't give that to you, or here's what I'm experiencing and here's how that's impacting me. And then you both have an opportunity to choose in or choose out. But if you are not able to voice your desires, you're setting your partner up for failure. And this is something I learned from my last relationship. My last marriage was my last marriage, my first marriage, (laughs) um, was that I didn't have the tools to speak my truth back then. And I am so grateful that I have done this work and I am now in a place where I am willing to ask for, to be big, to be wild, to be super emotional, to be my fullest wild, bold self in this relationship because what I truly desire is to be witnessed. And now here's the thing. A lot of women think that men are just supposed to know how to witness you, how to hold you, how to support you. And the truth is they have no fucking clue. They have no idea. And so we have been in this really beautiful experience of learning and teaching and growing together. And what I have to say about my partner is that he was willing to sit in the fire with me. And it's something I've never experienced in any other partnership. He was willing to hear the feedback that I had and the desires that I had and what I needed. And more importantly, instead of just listening, he fucking held his own and he gave me feedback. He said the things that were really uncomfortable for him to say. And I was able to finally, for the first time, really, truly ever in partnership, be held by a partner who was willing to be in the fire with me. And was it easy for me to hear his feedback? No fucking way. Like it sucked. And also it was so beautiful because this is what I've been desiring. I've always desired a partner who can stand in the fire and who can make me better. I never wanted to be my partner's coach or my partner's like leader. I wanted to be in the feminine. I want to be led. I want to have this dance of back and forth and being met with an equal An equal, not meaning a carbon copy of me, but an equal meaning someone who could meet me in the fire. And so one really important thing that I want to share here, because I know a lot of people have been working through relationship things. And a lot of women ask me, how did you know it was time to leave your first marriage? How did you know? Like, how do I know? And maybe that's a whole different training. That might be a whole different program. That might be a whole different thing. But what I would come back to is communication. And I was listening to an interview with what's her name? Positive Pringle, Rachel Pringle and her partner, Johan. I don't know his last name, but um, Positive Pringle on Instagram. And they were saying they've been together for 10 years. They've dealt with infidelity. They're in a conscious partnership, but they were saying that you have to be so committed to your truth that you're willing to burn it all down. 
you're willing to walk away. You're willing to let it go because you are so committed to your truth and your desires and what you know is possible that you're not committed to what it looks like or what it has to be. And this was really, really true for where Carlos and I were in the last couple of months. Like we really had that come to Jesus moment of like, is this it? Like, is, is this it? Where do we get to go from here? And I think a lot of people don't share this stuff. And I'm so happy to say that during a really, really challenging time for us, we've really both chosen in and it's made our relationship so much stronger, so much um, deeper, so much more connected because we were both willing to be committed to our truths, not change or bend or break to become what the other person wants us to become, but to be so solid in our own truths and to say, okay, I am me over here. You are you over there. Can we create something else magical together? One plus one does not equal two in this situation. One plus one equals three. We have myself, his self, and our relationship. It's a separate being. And can we tend and care to this being? Can we tend and care to it like a garden? Can we also be so fucking committed to our own truth and our own desires that we're willing to walk away if it's not in alignment? And let me tell you, y'all, it was fucking tough. It was challenging. There were lots of tears. There were lots of, oh my God, like, is this actually happening? What's going on? And being willing to walk through the fire together and come out on the other side has been like no other, like absolutely no other. So it was a huge initiation for us. And it was really important to me walking into getting married a second time, being able to be a full body fuck yes when I say yes down the aisle. Like, I can't do that again, where there's some piece of me that knows, I don't know, girl, like you actually have a bigger truth and you're not listening to it. So huge initiation there. Huge, huge, huge. The other initiations. Okay. Meanwhile, let's add that. Okay. That's like one layer. Then we have some health stuff that I'm not quite ready to share about yet. It's going to come soon. I promise. But I've been working on healing some health things and Western medicine wanted to go one direction. And what I know to be true is that we are so much more than like Western medicine, than like a cut and a snip, and then you're fine. And we like cut the bad tissue out and that's it. Louise Hay talks about how when we are dealing with dis-ease in the body, there is some deeper reason for it being there. We are manifesting it because of a root thought or a root pattern or a root belief that is not in congruence with our truth. And so what she says is that doctors who cut out diseased tissue are simply giving that person another couple of years to regrow that same belief pattern and regrow that dis-ease. Now, I've dealt with one of these issues in the past, and it's fascinating because back then I didn't know any better. I hadn't had any spiritual awakenings. I knew a little bit about personal development, but I wasn't in the spiritual side or the embodiment side or the energetic side. And so this health issue came back up. And this time I knew because of the work that I've done, that this was a deeper healing that was being asked for. And I went down the path of like full heal mode on every level, on a physical level. So I was shifting what I was eating. I was taking supplements all with my amazing naturopath friend who was supporting me in that. 
I also went down the line of what other Eastern medicine, what other energetic medicine can I do? So I was doing Yoni steams multiple times a week. I was doing ancestral healing. I was healing the generational trauma in my maternal lineage. I was going deep y'all deep into the work. And I'm really excited to share that stuff soon. But this was also so deeply connected to this next piece my dance initiations over the summer. So you probably saw, if you saw the podcast from, I think it was last week or the week before I did my pole dance debut and it brought up all sorts of trauma and triggers that actually I believe weren't really mine. I believe that they were my ancestors trauma that was living in my body. And when I did this pole dance thing, what would really was illuminated for me was this trauma around being seen as a powerful woman in front of other women, being powerful in my sensuality, in my talent as a dancer, being in my physical body and how that's activated and triggered other women and how it's felt unsafe for me to do that because I've been ostracized from the community. Also some past life ties there. And then on the flip side, this fear of being seen by men, because it's been unsafe. There's been a big history of, um, rape of big, big trauma around women in my, in my ancestral line from men. And so being out there being quote unquote seen attracted this unwanted attention from men and was physically unsafe for my physical body. So this pole dance debut, while it seemed like this kind of like 90 second cute little dance thing that I did at the pole studio with my friends at the studio really activated this deep, deep trauma, which is so connected to all of the healing and health stuff that I was working through. We add one more layer to it. Can you see how everything's connected? Like there's nothing that is coincidence. If that's a takeaway you can have from today, nothing is coincidental. Like it's all happening for you and it's all connected. So we circle back connecting one more dance thing and my old marriage is when I was in that marriage, my, my ex-husband was a choreographer, a director. He, he was a performer on Broadway. He had a dance company. I was his assistant for those of you that don't know the backstory. And in our relationship, we had a really great relationship in the studio where he would, you know, basically lead, I would assist, I would support, I would be the body. I was the muse. I would organize. I would teach the choreography. Like I was, I was the right hand man. I did everything there. And we really were great in partnership in that way in life. Our partnership was not so healthy, but in the studio, in the show world, the dance world, we worked fucking great together. And so I, during that time, distinctly remember feeling like I wasn't creative. I remember saying he was the creative person. He was the artistic person. He was the creative genius. And I was just the body. I was just, you know, the person that picked up the pieces and, and put it down on paper. I was just the person that could teach. I was just the person that could run auditions. I was just the person who could take notes at um, show rehearsal and give notes. And so I really back then allowed this story that I wasn't creative to take root in my body. And I outsourced my creativity to this partner, to any other choreographer. And this is a really big piece for women. I know so many women who are like, I am not creative. 
for me, that was in choreography for me. That also was like in the way that I chose my clothing. I remember shout out to my girlfriend, Shuey. I remember being like, Shu, I need you to pick out clothes for me. Like you have such cool fashion and you're so creative. What do, what do I need to wear? Like you look so good. Please help me. I'm, I don't have that brain. I don't have that way of thinking. And I remember her being like, no, you are creative. You do know. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And so I don't know where creativity shows up for you, but it's really, really important because it's connected to our sacral chakra, to our sensuality, to our creativity, to our ability to manifest out of nowhere, to our ability to call in money. We are the creatrix. That's what we are. We literally create life. We create a human body inside of us if we choose to do that. And so by me shutting down this part of my quote unquote creativity way back when, it's really impacted my ability to create programs, to own my power as a creative being, to call in money, to really be the creatrix of my life. Cause I just, I never resonated with that. Honestly, I thought the idea of the name creatrix, I was like, that's some woo woo weird spiritual shit. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> it's funny how things change. And so I do want to say to my ex-husband's credit, he was like, no, you are creative. Like these, these are all the ways that you are, but I couldn't see it back then. It was such a big block for me. So fast forward to the summer. I have been dancing with a couple friends um, who are some retired dancers and we've just been wanting a creative outlet. And so we decided that we would just do class every week and every week someone would bring in choreography. And I remember during a meditation, I heard a song and I was like, oh, this was like beautiful. Like I want to dance to this. And it felt like this being that wasn't even me got out my phone in the middle of his meditation and texted the group saying, Hey, I want to choreograph this week. And I sent it. And then I was like, Holy shit. Who just texted that? Like, it wasn't me. And even as I'm saying this, I'm getting chills in my body. It was like my divine guides were like, Sam, it's time. It's time for you to unlock this piece of you. And so I tell the group, I'm, I'm going to choreograph to this song. And they're like, great. See you on Thursday. And then I go to choreograph and I have this massive, massive block of like, I want to choreograph, but I don't know how, and who am I to do this? And I'm not creative. And oh my gosh, all of these things were coming up. And I remember standing in my, in my office, in my little meditation area where I was also choreographing and just sobbing. I was like, I unlocked the floodgates of old grief, of the giving away of my power of 12, 13, 14, 15 years of me denying this part of me. I had this like massive explosion of emotion and it's beautiful because here's the thing. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, you had a breakdown. Oh my gosh, you cried. It's quote unquote bad. But really that was the thing that allowed some things that were stuck in my system to get out and to move. And this is so important for anyone that is reclaiming lost parts of them. Sometimes there's a block and your body will intuitively get you there if you give it the chance. For me, that's movement. And it's not saying, okay, I'm going to move because I'm ready to release this block. It might, or it might come from this like divine inspiration of, I love this song and I want to move to it. And oh my gosh, there's emotion coming up. That's, that's asking to be expressed. It might come up for you through writing and creative writing or journaling, like your morning pages. It might come out from you in a way where you're like, I want to go to paint night and you start painting and you feel this emotional release and you tap back into this part of you. 
And as I look at the grief, I look at it and I see it was really an activation. It's like I had to get through the grief in order to find and reclaim this lost part of me. And I know that a lot of women, because I, I coach a lot of women that are mothers, experience this as well. They have to move through this grieving of who they once were and who they are now in order to actually reclaim their power. I experience this with my clients who have gone through breakups. I experience this with clients who have gone through job losses or job shifts, big moves across the country or across the world. Grief is a part of the process. And the more comfortable we get with grieving these parts of us, the sooner we will get to the activation, the sooner we will reclaim our old selves and the parts of us that make us whole. And so it's really fascinating that all of this was happening at the same time, this healing in my womb space, this healing of my body, this healing of ancestral trauma, this healing of you know generational trauma in my lineage, this healing of my relationship to creativity, this healing of this past version of myself that didn't choose herself, this healing of the past version of her of myself that didn't trust herself. And so holy shit, I got to tell you, it's been wild. And I feel like this last piece, I know this, I'm talking a lot here, but I think it's been important to go into these things. The last piece is I had a performance this past week and it was the first time that I have performed with zero grief. Now it's been almost four years since I last danced with the Rockettes, which is insane to me. I think it's actually pretty wild. I can't believe that the time has flown, but 2019, actually like 2020, probably January, 2020 was like the last time that I performed at the Rockettes and then, you know, COVID happened and it's been a giant process of healing and growing and, and deepening and releasing. And for the first time I performed on Sunday, my choreography was performed, which was a huge, huge, um, stepping stone and milestone for me. I performed with no grief. I had Carlos and his parents in the audience, and I felt like I had finally reclaimed a version of me that had been lying dormant and asleep. And I know it's all connected. The work I've been doing in relationship, the work I've been doing in health, the work I've been doing in healing my grief, the work I've been doing in healing my body. And I legit feel like a new woman. I feel far more powerful. I just did a post on Instagram. Um, I think it'll come out on Wednesday of, of the eras that I'm in. I am in like sex money magic era. I am in my goddess expressed era. I am in my not giving a fuck era. I am in my healing generational trauma. So my future daughters don't have to era. I am in my big, bold motherfucking self era. And it brings me so much joy to be able to go through another level of initiation. I literally feel like I've been, you know, 
reborn a zillion times. I've died a zillion ego deaths and I've been reborn a zillion times because I know that the work that I do personally is what is infused into my programs. It's what's infused into this podcast. It's what's infused into my Instagram. And all of the healing that I'm doing is literally one drop in the ripple that then gets passed down to my clients and then their friends and their family and their clients and their world. And it's like this giant tidal wave. So if you ever doubt your importance, if you ever doubt the reason that you're moving through hardship or you're having to transmute pain and grief and loss, I want to remind you that you are part of the ripple effect. You're part of the ripple effect and your healing matters. And I think that a lot of times we can feel very alone in these situations. It can feel very dark. It can feel very lonely. And I'm so grateful for the few people that have been in my world. I'll be honest and say that I really went into a cocoon for the last four months. I had a lot of friends being like, girl, I haven't heard from you. How are you? What's going on? And I really needed to respect my need for privacy, for being with myself, because I honestly, I didn't really want anyone else's opinions or thoughts coming into my space. I knew that I was exactly where I was supposed to be. So this is another reason that I think sisterhood is so important. Those few sisters that I did have in my world that were fully there for me, fully helping me honor and release and and just push through all of these things, soften into all of these things without needing to be quote unquote, okay, are like my fucking rock stars. And what I also know is that years ago, I didn't have that. And so this is why I am so fucking passionate about bringing women together because I know that when we can be in support of one another through the ups and the downs that we are more powerful and we change the the vibration of the planet that way. I really feel like the universe knew that I was launching sex money magic 2.0 again. And the universe is like, Oh yeah, girl, you ready to launch it again? Well, let's give you a huge series of initiations so that you could dive even deeper into your own work so that you could then share those codes, that energetic vibration, that frequency with the women that are going to join your world. So Thank you, universe. It was a challenging four months. And I am so pumped because literally I felt like a new woman on Monday and we launched Sex Money Magic on Tuesday. So if you haven't seen, if you haven't heard, we have relaunched Sex Money Magic. I I hosted this program back in January and it has a complete facelift. It is so much more nuanced. It's so much more magical. We are going to so much deeper depths because of the work that I've been in, because of the mentors I've had support me, because of the growing and initiations I've experienced. So if you are resonating with any of this work, I would love to chat with you about Sex Money Magic. It's a three-month live container, and it's really designed to support you in owning your multifaceted power as a woman. We're going to get into the history and the ancestry. We're going to get into your divine power source. We're getting into your yoni, your pussy power. We're getting into your ability to call in abundance in love, relationship, intimacy, sensuality, money, and everything you desire. 
by tapping into your true power. We are going to literally shake up the energy of the world by being women that are tapped in, turned on, and tuned in to our bodies and to one another. And I'm so fucking excited. So women in my world that have gone through sex, money, magic have really discovered new parts of themselves. They've started dating again. They've had more sex with their partners. They've created more intimacy with self. They feel like their 2.0 version has come out and been lit up. They have earned raises and made more money. They've made career shifts. Literally the, the results have been insane. So I invite you, if this is like whispering to you, Cause sometimes it's not like a big smack on the face, like, oh my God, I need to do this. But sometimes it's this like little inner whisper. It's like a little tickle inside your body. That's like, Ooh, what's available for me here. And if you are feeling that, mm, what is, what is that? Something is drawing me in. I'd love to chat with you about it. Send me a DM on Instagram at Samantha Joe Harvey. You can just say sex, money, magic, or you could say, give me info. Or I heard that podcast and we can chat about whether this would be a good fit for you or not. And my vision truly is to do my own work so that I can raise my vibration and be my fullest expression of myself so that I can inspire, motivate, teach, activate, and guide women in stepping into their own power. And so your results might not look like me going to pole dance class or getting remarried or, you know, any of the things that I do, your results are going to be whatever is in the highest alignment for you to live out your soul's mission. Like, holy shit. Like, that's what this is about. You know, that's what this is about. I feel so deeply honored so, so deeply honored to be doing this work, to be doing women's work, to be supporting the rise of the divine feminine, the multifaceted, multi-hyphenate, multi-passionate feminine at this time. And I do believe that we as souls all incarnated at this time to be part of this divine rising. So my friends, my sister, if this podcast resonated with you, this deeply vulnerable podcast resonated with you, let me know. Let's chat about it in the DMs. Share it with a friend. Share it with a sister who might need some of these golden nuggets. And just trust that whatever you're hearing right now, like the activations are happening. Sometimes we feel like we need to see something in order to see a result. But sometimes it's simply hearing a lesson from someone else that activates something within us. What if you didn't have to do anything, but you could simply absorb it and trust that the activations are happening within you. So if you're ready to get activated, if you're ready to deepen, if you're ready to expand, apply for Sex Money Magic, message me about Sex Money Magic. And I just, I have so much love for you. Thank you for being here, especially my OGs. If you've been here for the last four years, I absolutely love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. Have the best day. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.